Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. And on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing? Hi, Andrew. Hi, everybody. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, nice, little rainy, but good. Uh, prom weekend for our twins, and so uh, wow. Uh, I got as little sleep as they did Friday night, um, and they can <laughs> they can handle it better. Um, and they had more fun. I was Uber Dad without. Oh the, wow! Without the tips or the five stars. Big milestone. Yeah, that yes, really it was. Puts, we had our two month pediatrician appointment this morning, but uh, prom is right around the corner. I'm sure. I, so that's. I think exciting. I remember. I think I remember that it goes fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Well, congrats on surviving prom weekend with teenage (laughs) daughters. Uh, That's a big win. And we've got a lot of ground to cover today. We could start with what's essentially a postscript to the conversation we had last week where there's more engagement talk. Are you ready for more engagement talk, Bill? Sure, let's engage. Okay, let's engage with the engagement talk. Oh, by the way, I just I do want to find a way to use the term the word comportment. I thought you and Ben on a recent edition of the Sharp Tech had a really good discussion around comportment. Yes, well, we could debate the comportment of the PRC side. Um, we were <laughs> or talking, the US side, yeah, both sides say. exactly. Um, <clears throat> last week we talked about the various ways the Biden administration is pushing to restart engagement. And fast forward to Monday, the Wall Street Journal reported, quote, China has rebuffed a U.S. request for a meeting between their defense chiefs on the sidelines of an annual security forum in Singapore this coming weekend. The decision by China formally to inform the Pentagon shuts the door for now on a meeting between Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Li Shangfu, China's new defense minister, which the U.S. had proposed on the sidelines of the annual Shangri-La Dialogue Security Forum. China's dismissal of the proposal also was termed an unusually blunt message, U.S. defense officials said. In the past, such meetings have come together at the last minute, including last year's meeting between Austin and his then-counterpart, which was agreed upon hours beforehand. So essentially, China has said well in advance that there will be no such meeting this year, The Financial Times followed up on the journal report with a story of its own, which included the following statement attributed to a senior U.S. defense official, quote, this is far from the first time that the PRC has rejected invitations to communicate from the secretary, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, or other Defense Department officials. Frankly, it's just the latest in a litany of excuses. And to put a finer point on that quote, Nathaniel Schur, a research analyst for the Carnegie Endowment, tweeted that the U.S. and PRC militaries held only four exchanges in 2021, down from 40 such exchanges in 2013. It's according to the DOD's 2022 China Military Power Report. So, Bill, what do you make of all this? And to ask a question that probably has obvious answers Why is it important to have our military leaders engaging with China's military leaders? Like, what do we typically accomplish during conversations like those? Uh, Well, so to start with a little more context, uh, a couple of things. It's it's not actually accurate to say that the defense minister, Li Xiaofu, is Secretary of Defense Austin's sort of counterpart. Um, Really, in the hierarchy, 
It's a bureaucratic hierarchy. The counterpart really is the first vice chair of the Central Military Commission. Um, uh, right, this now it's Zhang Yuxia, and the U.S. has been had tried repeatedly to set up a meeting between Austin and Zhang, and the Chinese had said no. Um, and you know, but I think more importantly, specifically for this meeting, the U.S. sanctioned Li Shangfu in 2018 when he was in a prior role because of his role in buying uh, weapons from Russia. Mm-hmm. And so he is under U.S. sanctions. And the Chinese, the Financial Times had a story, I think, last month saying, look, the Chinese basically said there's no way there's going to be a meeting if he's still sanctioned. And so there there shouldn't be any surprise that the Chinese have said no to a meeting. Um, at that defense, sort of sector defense, minister defense level, it's better to be talking than not to be talking. And you know, meetings can lead to other follow-up meetings lower down in the in the bureaucratic hierarchies. It is extremely worrisome that the U.S. and Chinese militaries are, are seem to be not talking. Um, they, uh, you know, there was a, an a event a few weeks ago where an official from the Pentagon was talking about the relationship and mentioned that they've been seeing Chinese uh, fighter jets approaching within five to ten feet of U.S. and allies' planes mm-hmm. um, in, in international airspace. Um, subsequently spoke to someone else who had previously been in the U.S. government who said that there's been some really crazy maneuvering. Um, and I think that some of that's been reflected in reporting. But more important, what it means, I think, is the risks of some sort of an incident are higher than they've been in a long time. And if there are no channels to discuss what happens if there's some sort of an accident, then that could lead to all sorts of really bad escalating reactions. And so yeah. it's extremely dangerous for the U.S. and the PRC militaries to not be talking. This annual confab in Singapore is usually the both sides trade barbs with each other in their public statements, uh, public speeches, either you know directly or indirectly. Um, it will be interesting this year. There's no meeting. You know, the U.S. I think pushed this out, trying to tell the story that look, we've been trying to engage. The Chinese are refusing. Um, it is unfortunate they're not talking. Again, I think the fact that the defense minister for China is under U.S. sanctions. I, I mean. It seems a stretch to think that he would just happily agree to a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, there was a, I think it was in the Trump administration, the, the Trump administration sanctioned a senior official named Wang Chun. Um, and uh, soon after he was sanctioned, the Beijing, the American Chamber of Commerce in Beijing had their annual gala. And every year they have a VIP from the PRC government come and give a speech. And, and the PRC government sent this guy who'd recently been sanctioned, who had nothing to do with U.S.-China economic policy, to give the speech and basically force the leadership of the AmCham to toast with him. Great. Just so you'd have pictures of there they are, they're toasting the sanctioned guy. Um, so, I mean, it, it is it is awkward, right? Because I, I don't believe, I could be wrong, but I don't believe that the U, that China has sanctions on any sitting government officials. They sanctioned a whole bunch of um Trump officials as they left office, um, mm-hmm. their sanctions don't really matter at this point. But it, it is, I think, one of those things where uh, the, the the sort of defense minister, secretary of defense level meeting is is nice sort of optically um, or symbolically important. But far more important is figuring out ways to restart the sort of working level groups to talk about things like codes of contact and how they deal with sort of sudden or unexpected encounters. I mean, there's stuff that the U.S. worked out with the Soviet Union and figured out ways to operate at close proximity um, in international waters and airspace all around the world. And the Chinese are not engaging the way I think that the U.S. or its allies would like them to see. And the Chinese side, I think, is, well, look, we did, we just if we engage, if we talk about how to behave, that means we're validating what you do. And we just fundamentally don't like what you're doing. 
All right. And that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to Sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes, along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus. 